K-pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. So I just want this on the record. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) This has literally nothing to do with the fic we're reading right now. No. And this is kind of old news. Yeah. However, I just, I need it on the record. (laughs) Because you guys know, or if you've been listening for a while, or you've seen us on TikTok, you know that we had a TXT concert TikTok go kind of viral. Um, And it went viral on both Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. And the thing that's bugging me the most, because it still gets notifications every day. Yeah. But the thing that's bugging me the most is that the people who comment like, damn, she changed biases after one concert. Girl. The answer is no. This was the third time we saw TXT in concert. Yeah. And uh, the third time we had seen <laughs> TXT in concert, and it's so crazy that Millie's the one getting heated about it, but it was literally me that it's, changed my it, it was not. But this has been emotional warfare yeah. and ter- and turmoil since zero by one equals love song. Mm-hmm. Since that comeback happened, I've been dealing with this, okay? <laughs> so, Nar, it wasn't just one concert. Yeah. I, now that I know that these comments have been happening, I will be making a video about this later. <laughs> I will be responding to it. I'll be like, listen, I know that this is old news now, <laughs> but you don't know what it's like, okay? <laughs> you don't know what it's like to have been a Subin bias since pre-debut, yeah. only to suddenly switch up on my man, okay? It's not fun, <laughs> but I had to speak my truth. <laughs> because literally, you know, Taehyun has been like this since day one. Taehyun concert, Taehyung is just different. Yeah. Different. It's just different. And he's always been like that. Because I will look back when we saw them on their Dream Chapter showcase. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't think it was called that. <laughs> no, no, I think but it was, it was a showcase. It was yeah. a showcase where they only did five cities. We went to the one in LA. Great show. Yeah. Probably one of the coolest things I've done as a K-pop stan. Yeah. Literally, he's been like this the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, put some respect on our names. <laughs> we saw them at their first show here, okay? I'm literally going to Lollapalooza yep. for them. Yep. So I will have seen them four times yep. come next week. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so heated now. I'm, I will be making a TikTok. <laughs> if you see this on our social media, just know this is why. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway re our last episode Mm -hmm. if you hear if you heard i mean i'm sure you heard it it's quite noticeable yeah but if you heard some rickety crickety sounds um we're trying to figure it out where we really are um we thought it was a mic thing Mm -hmm. no we thought it was a device thing and then we thought it was a mic thing Mm -hmm. and now we have no idea what it is yeah so our apologies um i don't think it will happen this episode but anything's possible yeah. at this point. We're trying our best. Yeah. But let's get back into it. Hosok has infiltrated the enemy. Mm-hmm. He's getting close. Um, the Xi'an and the Burmese mm-hmm. cats are dropping info, dropping knowledge. Hosok yeah. is gathering that, being his... <sighs> Aquarian se- self. Aquarian sexy double-crossing self. Love it. <laughs> I am drinking out of my live, love, la seraphim cup. <laughs> Follow creations by underscore Kendall. That is K Y N D A L L. 
on Instagram. <laughs> Great products. Um, not sponsored. I just genuinely love their stuff. Yep. Let's get into it. And they're really funny in person. Yeah. Amazing. We've met them. We've met them. It was great. I miss them. They're from Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks into his little foray, and Hosuk liked to think he was doing all right. He'd made an ally out of Xi'an, the Burmese, who he wasn't sure what his name was, (laughs) and a Siamese named Hwasa. Oh my God. Who was a 10 rank. (laughs) Hwasa. <laughs> Say it again. Hwasa. Oh, my God. Maria, Maria. <laughs> Amazing. Spectacular. Hosuk knew dealing with Hwasa was dangerous. She was a beautiful and sly Molly that Hosuk was having a hard time not giving into her charms. So valid. She was smart and funny and seemed to love the idea of gossiping about anything and everyone. She's so real. Hosuk felt bad about kind of leading her on, but, well, he had a job to do. I hear that Minhee is getting demoted, Hwasa said. Hosuk wasn't sure how he had ended up laying on Hwasa's bed, but he was warm and comfortable and Hwasa was scratching his scalp the way he liked. Oh my god, I want Hwasa to scratch my scalp. (laughs) (laughs) To what? Hosuk asked, letting himself enjoy the ministrations and purring softly. To, Hwasa snickered. Hyunjun found out she was getting spined by a club. So you know what that means. You get to stomp on her face now that she's a lower rank? Hosuk chuckled. What is it you have against her? She outranked me the second Hyunjun looked at her, Hwasa hissed. I clawed my way to ten. And some dumb Molly lifts her tail and gets a higher rank than me? <laughs> no. She gets dumped to the bottom, and I get promoted to queen, so close to getting what's mine. Hosuk opened his eyes to look up at her with a frown. What do you mean what's yours? Oh, dear, Hosuk, you're so sweet, Hwasa chuckled, patting his cheek. I'm gunning for Ace. Hosuk sat up and turned to look at her. You want to be Ace? You think you can take on Hyunjun? I don't have to take him on. He's going to get himself killed, Hwasa said. I got promoted to Jack, so that means I'm let in on the planning meetings. Hyunjun's pissed about the water supply plan not working. Keeping his expression cool, Hosuk shook his head. So, there'll be other chances. I've already told him how we can do things different. We can go after their supply truck. He's too impatient, Hwasa said. He wants to humiliate that tabby. I'm not supposed to tell you, but he's been putting you to rank 10 and the whole suit is going to breach through their walls to get to that generator you told him about. A 10? Hosok reacted to the only part of the plan that wouldn't give himself away. He had to be more excited about a rank than anything to do with his old colony. He couldn't show anything. Yeah, he said you proved yourself with information, Hwasa said, tilting her head. You'll get your rank tomorrow. And you finally having a rank means I finally have an ally in the suit. Guess it does, Hosuk nodded, breathing in. He could smell her pheromones she was giving off, sucking them into his mouth. It was heady and enticing and could so easily be justified. When's this plan happening? Two days after the ranks are shuffled tomorrow and Hyunjun gets his nip fix, Hwasa said. That's another reason for your rank. He's very, very pleased you've got a source. Not that pleased that you won't say what your source is, though. If I told him, he wouldn't need me, Hosuk said. Two days. That was enough time. True, Hwasa grinned, leaning in closer to nose at his cheek. I was thinking, if you had enough, we could have our own little party tomorrow after the rank shuffling. Yeah, I think that could be arranged, Hosuk said, closing his eyes. It would be justified. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting hot and steamy. (laughs) Pretty steamy. (laughs) I think that's our first uh, Harry Styles (laughs) this season. I think so, too. 
The shuffling ceremony for the suits was chaos. There was no order, no rhyme, or reason to anything that went on. Hyunjun was so high he forgot what ranks he had assigned to let the king take over halfway through. <laughs> Hoseok thankfully didn't have to talk to the bloated asshole since he passed out shortly before Hoseok was given his rank. He had to admit that seeing Hwasa get her rank, and Shein promoted back up to a four, was bittersweet. She was trying so hard to win in a system designed to fail. Hoseok sort of wished she could get ace before things came to a head, and he also kind of wished he could tell her everything so she could get out. But he couldn't, because he knew her loyalty would stretch only so far. If she wanted to, she could use what he'd tell her against him to get Ace. She could use it to destroy him and Jimin. Despite how much he liked her and had grown close to her, he couldn't let that happen. He just hoped in the end she'd survive. The one thing about Nip that was scary was that there was no telling how much was too much, or how people would react to it. Some got high and lazy, preferring to roll around in it. Some got jittery and excitable. Some got aggressive. Kwasa was aggressive. She tried to pin Hosuk down, tried to tear his clothes off, and stick her tongue down his throat as soon as they took their first hit. But Hosuk had a better tolerance for the stuff and easily overpowered her and kept her from doing what she wanted him to do. He enticed her with more, and she took and took until she passed out. Hosuk didn't feel great about it as he slipped out of her room and headed downstairs. The whole situation with her had him on edge, and it complicated things too much. He hadn't lost his objectivity, of course, but it gnawed at his soul. The upside of being the person he was, the person that Jimin wanted him to be, was that he was damn good at what he did, sometimes a little too good. The downside was that he cared about people too much. He wasn't Jimin and he couldn't turn off that part of him. But in the grand scheme of things, one life for thousands wasn't a trade he was willing to make. The next day, Hwasa wouldn't look at him, and he supposed that was fair. Maybe he'd let her on, but that was his job. He tried not to let it bother him or even try to talk to her about it because after today, it wouldn't matter. He just had to make it to nightfall without being asked where he'd gone the night before, why he'd left her. The thing about going into battle was that you had to make plans, go over strategies. Hosok had been in enough meetings with Jimin and Jin to know that you didn't go in half-cocked and expected to win. Obviously, there was an element of surprise in this plan, but the surprise only got you so far against a superior enemy. If Jimin was anything, it was a superior enemy, despite what Hyunjun seemed to think. He named his gang Skittles? How tough can they really be? Hyunjun had sneered when Hosok had asked about the plan during a meeting with the entire suit. We're going in fighting. You told us the weak point was in the fence near the train depot, so that's where we're going in. They won't know what hit them. I'd say this won't take more than an hour, getting in, killing the damned Moggy, and taking over. What about the king? Hosok asked. He's a real power now. Look, you obviously don't understand. The Maki queen is the head, Hyunjun said, speaking in a tone that suggested he was talking to an idiot. You cut off the head, the animal dies. That colony won't know what to do without its crazy queen. If the king is the only damn brains in the place, then we can keep him alive and make him work for us. We kill everyone else. Hosok's lip twitched slightly but said nothing. Everyone else meant all the members of the court and the Skittles gang. Even if he knew it wouldn't work, it set him on edge just thinking about it. The meeting didn't last long, because without a real plan, there was no need to delay the inevitable. Hosok stuck to the back of the group as they marched through the streets. Even seeing the entire suit together, Hosok didn't know how Hyunjun thought a little more than a dozen soldiers could take over a whole colony. Really, they'd need all four suits working together. It's a power play, Xian said as they walked together. If Hyunjun wins, then he can claim the territory as his own. More territory, more people, more power. He doesn't want to be an ace with equal power. He wants to be the leader of the whole colony. He could have done it without putting everyone's lives at risk, Hosok said. You know this is a suicide, right? Yeah, but what choice do we have, Xian shrugged. He's the one keeping us fed. There are better ways, Hosok said. Just hang to the back, okay? If things don't seem right, then get out of here. 
Xian was looking at him strangely, but Hosok didn't care. It wasn't any of these people's fault their leader was an idiot and had a death wish. They were just doing what was told. The weak point in the fence was between the last train depot and the street lined with buildings. The fence had been built to look like it was hastily done, boards and wires tacked on thoughtlessly. The ranked members went first, with the court cards hanging back. Hosok gritted his teeth at their cowardice. Jimin had always been in the front with Jin in any battle. Fight together, die together. That was what Jimin had taught him. It inspired whoever you were fighting with to do their best. Leading from behind was only effective if you had actually led. Hosok kept Xi'an next to him as they edged through the fence, the court cards following behind slowly. Hosok knew the buildings were vacant shells. It's why he'd said the point in the fence was weak. It was supposed to look weak. It was a trap. It was pitch black, the moon partially obscured by the clouds. They had good night vision, but it wouldn't save them. It took seconds before the first screams went up, shadowy figures rising up from the buildings. Hosok knew the spades were outnumbered three to one. He knew it was going to be a slaughter. He knew because he had warned Jimin the night before, and the entirety of the Skittles gang were waiting for them. The plan was for Hosok to go down in the first attack. He was to be hit from behind and in the chaos dragged off to safety. When the hit didn't come, he figured something had gone wrong with the pawn who had been part of the plan, either dead or couldn't find Hosok. Hosok did his best, dodging and feigning fighting with his friends and allies while taking down spades in front of him. He didn't see Xi'an in the initial attack, nor did he see Hwasa. What he did see was Jimin and Yoongi standing side by side in the middle of the streets as pawns pushed the spades forward and cutting off their escape. He saw Jin standing just behind Jimin. I'll give you one chance, Jimin said, his voice echoing around them. You surrender, I let you live, and allow you to go back to your own territory. And if we refuse? That was Hyunjun, pushing his way to the front with the rest of the court cards with him. Then you die where you stand, Jimin said simply. Though I may have just killed you anyway, Hyunjun, after you murdered one of my court. Hyunjun scoffed, straightening his large frame up. I'd like to see you try, Moggy. You misunderstand. I'm not a fighter, Jimin said. I'm a queen. I don't get my paws dirty on pieces of garbage like you. Then you're a coward, Hyunjun sneered. I'll cut off your head, you insufferable shit. But first, I'm going to make sure you understand Moggy shit like you aren't worth more than fodder. You are useless, crazy, and only good at spreading your Moggy legs for any Tom to fuck. I can't wait to get you on your knees. I've heard so many things about you, and I'm going to make you scream as I fuck the life out of you. No, I don't think you will. Hosok was surprised that Yoongi had spoken up, but there was a glint in the king's eye that Hosok was unfamiliar with. And what are you? Is this the king I've heard so much about? Hyunjun laughed. Wait, I... Hyunjun didn't get a chance to finish his sentence before Yoongi pounced. <laughs> See, the part of the plan that requires surprising your enemy has to actually surprise your enemy. So watching Yoongi gouge Hyunjun's throat out was he Ooh. slammed him to the ground sent a shockwave around the crowd, spade and skittle alike. Hosok was rooted to his spot, barely feeling the spades buffeting against him as they tried to flee. He felt Xi'an tugging on his arm but shook him off, staring transfixed as Yoongi slowly stood back up. His hands and shirt were covered in blood, and when Yoongi looked up and locked gazes with him, Hosok knew the absolute truth then. Yoongi was just as dangerous as Jimin. Oh my god! <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> That's the end of this chapter. Oh my gosh! You know what I just realized? Mm. Okay, Yoongi is king in this Thick. Yeah. This came out in like when? 2018, 2019? Mm -hmm. One of those years. This was before Detrita. I know, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so Sangi predicted Yugi <laughs> King, Yugi Boss. Like, that's all I'm going to say. <sighs> I love Yugi. Yeah. Chapter 11 Centralization. Chapter notes are 
moving a piece or pieces towards the center of the board where they will not only control the center, but their influence will extend to other areas. Pieces are best placed near the center of the board because they increase their power and maneuverability. <laughs> Knights in particular benefit from being centralized. Normally, when an opposing king dies, the game ends and the pieces are set up to play again. But when the king dies in reality, there is no resetting the board, only a fraction of a heartbeat of stunned silence before the enemy scatters to the wind. With their leader dead, blood pouring from his neck on the pavement, the underlings in the spade suit were trying, unsuccessfully, to get back to their territory. This wasn't check. This was checkmate. Jimin had won his battle without having to lift a finger. The pawns would round up the straggling spades, and it would be up to Jimin what to do with them. But by the way he was looking at Yungi, that decision might need to take a moment. <laughs> the, only play, the only play now was to get the pieces off the board that weren't supposed to be there, starting with Hosok, who hadn't moved either. This was no time for him to freak out. He'd seen a dead body before. Jin grimaced, seeing as his two leaders were still standing over the ace's dead body and making no move to actually lead. Striding forward, his movement caught Hosok's attention, who swiveled wide eyes to him. You, you little fucker, Jin growled, <laughs> pointing at him. Knew we should have hanged you. You did this, didn't you? You led them in. <laughs> Jin didn't give Hosok a chance to say anything, as he was in such shock he likely would have bl blown his own cover. Pulling his hand back, he clocked Hosok hard enough in the jaw that he went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Shaking out his hand, he turned back to look at Jimin and Yungi. They were staring at each other now, which he supposed was progress. But the way they'd been acting the past few days, if he didn't get them off the street, they'd be there for days. I guess I'm late. That was Jungkook, strolling up from out of a secret path through the buildings. <laughs> didn't give me much warning, Jin. Not my call, Cook, Jin said. <laughs> he let you know when he wanted to let you know. Jin glanced at the younger tuxedo, sighing a little at his put-upon face. He won't stay mad at you forever. I don't think he's capable of it. Jungkook's ears flattened and he looked up at Jin with sad eyes. The fact he's mad at me at all is what's bothering me. I know, but you did kind of... If you two are going to gossip, do it somewhere where you're not going to stand in a pool of blood, another voice said. Namjoon coming out from behind Jungkook. Jin looked down to see the blood trail had indeed oozed towards him. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> oozed. <laughs> oozed. <laughs> Yelping, he scrambled back far enough not to step in it. Get someone to clean this up, Cook. Let's haul our old friend here back for interrogation. Why are you making me do it? Jungkook wrinkled his nose. I should stay. Do as he asks, Jungkook, Jimin said. It looked like he'd finally come to his senses. Namjoon, stay here and see to it the fence gets repaired. I want no sign of this by morning. Yes, sir, Namjoon inclined his head. We'll have a meeting first thing in the morning, Jimin said. He put his arm around Yoongi's waist and was leading him towards the path. Yungi looked like he was in shock again, and Jin couldn't fault him. He'd just ripped a man's throat out. <laughs> no one else moved until Jimin was gone. Jungkook sighed heavily as he hefted Hosok's dead weight up onto his shoulders. Lead the way, Jin, he said with a scowl. Soon as you're done, you can come back here and chase off any stragglers and help your boyfriend, Jin said once they'd cleared the <laughs> secret path and headed towards the dorm. He's not my boyfriend, Jungkook said. You'll make him uncomfortable if he hears that. I don't understand why you two won't just admit it. Everyone knows, Jin rolled his eyes. <laughs> Jimin caught you two in the library kissing. Just because we did that doesn't mean anything, Jungkook kissed at him. It didn't mean anything. You were kissing, Cook. That means something, Jin said. What is it? Why do you two keep insisting it's nothing? 
Because, because he looked so offended, Jungkook said, readjusting Hosok's limp body onto his shoulder better. When Jimin surprised us, I caught this look of shame on Namjoon's face, and he won't even look at me the same now. Well, you did surprise him, right? Jin said. He probably didn't know what to think, and then Jimin came in and got so mad. Didn't help Namjoon already thought Jimin wouldn't like it if he tried to go after you. Wait, what? Jungkook stopped dead in his tracks, eyes wide as saucers as he looked at Jin. What do you mean? Walk first, then talk, Jin sighed, nudging his shoulder to keep going. This isn't gossip any old Gib and Molly needs to hear. Jungkook grumbled, but thankfully shut up and followed Jin back to the dorm. He didn't complain about having to climb the stairs with Hosok's dead weight on him, but Jin had learned long ago to ignore Jungkook when he was being petulant. Just put him on the couch, Jin said, opening the door. Why did you have to bring him back to our room? Why not just dump him off in his, Jungkook said, but did as directed. Hosok was still out cold despite being dropped onto the lumpy cushions. <laughs> because Namjoon is out and wouldn't be able to look after him, Jin said. Which reminds me, you'll need to stay somewhere else tonight. What? No, this is my room too. You can't kick me out, Jungkook said, scowling at him. He's not going to wake up and fuck you. Cook, Jin said in warning. He needs peace and quiet and you are anything but quiet. Go stay with Tay. He can keep you occupied. You mean keep Tay occupied, Jungkook smirked. You have a lot of nerve telling me I need to figure out me and Namjoon when you three have been dancing around each other. My situation is a little more complicated than a little crush, Jin said. <laughs> now get out of here. You're bothering me. Fine, I'm leaving. Jungkook put up his hands and started for the door. He'd got his fingers around the knob when he looked back at Jin with a worried frown. Hey, Jin, why'd Yoongi kill him? <laughs> Taking a deep breath, Jin leaned up against his kitchen counter and shook his head. I don't know, Cook. He just snapped. Oh, so that wasn't part of the plan? That was not part of the plan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no wonder Yoongi looked like he'd seen a ghost after yeah. he did so. I mean, he did... He did obscenely insult Jimin. Yeah. So, so, you know. Valid. I too cannot account for my actions if someone were to speak <laughs> about Jimin like that. <laughs> Jungkook looked down at that, and it seemed like he had more to say, but he shook his head and slipped out of the door. Jin sighed heavily and ran his hands over his face. It had been an eventful night, that was for sure. By the time Hosok woke, Jin had made some tea and was sitting on a chair nearby. He looked up from the book he'd been trying to read in the dim lamplight when he heard Hosok groan slightly. Hey there, welcome back, Jin said, setting his book and tea to the side. He knelt down off the chair and scooted next to the couch. How's your head? Hurts, Hosok mumbled, cracking his eyes open. What happened? Well, there were enough of the spades there to witness, so I had to knock you out, make it look like we'd taken you prisoner, Jin said, brushing Hosok's bangs off of his face. You're gonna have a sore jaw for a few days. Beats getting hanged, Hosok mumbled, looking at him. And Beats getting thrown back over the fence, I guess. Yeah, I figured with that ace dead, there was no real reason to send you back over there, Jin said. You did good, though. Nobody else got hurt or killed. We would have never seen it coming if you hadn't sent word. I almost wasn't able to. They caught me off guard with the plans, Hosok said, his eyes opening more. Hey. Smiling, Jin leaned in a little closer to rub their noses together. Hey, welcome home. Good to be home, Hosok smirked. At least I think so. What? What happened that Yoongi acted like that? I wish I knew, Jin said softly, pulling back a little to look in his eyes. He's been kind of strange the past few days. Him and Jimin both. I don't know what happened. Jimin wouldn't say anything about it, said it wasn't his place to say. 
Of course he'd say that. Hosok rolled his eyes. I don't know about you, but I'm going to want answers. Otherwise, Yungi's a loose cannon. Hopefully we can get answers tomorrow morning in the meeting, Jin said. You hungry? I can go grab us some food. Food sounds wonderful. Hosok quirked his lips a little. The food in that place was awful. <laughs> I can imagine, Jin replied softly. I'll get us some food, then once you're done eating, I think we should have a talk. It can't wait until the meeting? Hosok frowned at him. I don't want to say all this stuff twice. No, not that, Jin said. Talk about the things we should have talked about before you left. Oh. Hosok's shoulders dropped slightly and he closed his eyes. I just got back home, Jin. You couldn't even give me a full day? <laughs> hey, if this experience taught me anything, then I don't think we should wait. I was going to talk to you last month before you got kicked out. Thanks for the heads up on that, by the way. Jin poked at his arm. Something disastrous could happen before tomorrow, and I don't want to go one more night not knowing where we stand. Okay, okay, I get you, Hosok sighed. But we can't just talk, you and me. There's someone else we need here. He hasn't stopped avoiding me, Jin complained. We live across the hall from each other, and he won't even look at me. Okay, but he'll talk to me, Hosok said, finding Jin's hand and squeezing it. Go get food, then we talk, and drag Tay in here by his ears. Jin, wrink Jin wrinkled his nose at that, but he knew Hosok was right. This whole business between them had gone on so long. Taehyung and he had been so close before, and he missed his friend. If nothing else, he just wanted his friend back. By the time Jin came back with food, Hosok was up, washing up in the shower and helping himself to some of Jungkook's clothes to wear. <laughs> they were a little big on him, but considering he'd been wearing the same nasty pants and hoodie the spades had given him, he'd take he'd take slightly oversized black shirt and pants. Oh good, now I can stand the smell of you, Jin said, looking Hosok <laughs> up and down when he emerged. Do they even know how to bathe there? The only people allowed water for bathing were the aces, Hosok said, plopping himself back down on the couch and digging into the plate of chicken Jin had brought back for him. So believe me when I say the place should just burn to the ground. I'll never question the guards on the fence about smelling something foul anymore, Jin chuckled. <laughs> Was it bad, though, otherwise? It wasn't horrible, but I don't want to go back, Hosok said. The people there have no regard for others. Not their fault, considering how their leader acts. But everyone there just uses each other for an advantage. Jin listened as Hosok talked to him about the things he had seen there, and even some of the things he'd done. Jin knew Hosok's jobs were dangerous. Hell, he had sent Hosok on some of those missions before, but it didn't make it easier to hear about. I probably should let you know before I tell Tay. There was someone in there, Hosok said, looking up at him. Nothing happened. I was more focused on the mission as I should be, but it could have happened. If nothing happened, then that's all you need to say, Jun said. What you have to do on those missions, it's terrible enough. You don't need to carry back guilt because you were playing your part. And honestly, we're not anything yet, right? There's nothing to feel guilty over. Not being anything yet doesn't mean I didn't miss you and Tay like crazy, though, Hosok said. I was a coward before and tried to weasel my way out of taking responsibility for what happened. I started it and I've been avoiding you and him since. Jin set aside his plate finally, looking up at Hosok from his place on the floor. Look, I don't blame you for not wanting to sort things out before. I didn't know what I wanted then. I was still grieving. We had our jobs to do and things were kind of crazy for a while, but this time apart has given me a lot of time to think about what I want. And what is it you want, Jin? Hosok asked. I think I should go get Tay, and we can tell each other what we want, Jin answered. Hosok's eyes searched for his a long moment before he nodded. 
Reaching a hand out to squeeze his knee, Jin climbed up to his feet and headed out across the hall. He knew Taehyung was in. He could hear the other inside. Knocking lightly, he took a step back to wait and smiled a little when Taehyung opened the door. Jin? What do you want? Taehyung asked, wary. Hos looks back, Jin said. Taehyung's eyes widened and he bolted out the door, heading for the stairs. He's in my place. Taehyung stopped one foot down the stairs and he looked back at Jin with a frown. Why? I can explain. Just come on. Jin motioned for him to come back. The spades tried to attack, broke through the weak point in the fence. Luckily, Hosok sent word ahead and Jimin and Yoongi were there to string them up. And you, I presume? Taehyung said, slowly following him back down the hall. Why wasn't I told? No one was told except those that needed to be there, Jin said. He stopped short of opening the door, looking at Taehyung. But that's not important. What's important is he's back and he wants to talk to us both. Taehyung looked uncomfortable, crossing his arms over his chest and his tail twitching. What if I don't want to talk? <laughs> Tae, come on, Jin said softly, eyes pleading. I miss you. I hate not talking to you. Whatever happens, I want us to be able to be friends again, at least. I want that too, Taehyung said quietly. I just... I didn't think you... Come on, let's talk, <laughs> Jin said, putting his arm around Taehyung's shoulder and opening the door. We'll say it. Once, we'll say it a thousand <laughs> times. Communication is, is key. Tay Tay, Hosok stood up, opening his arms, and the Scottish fold all but ran into his arms. They collided and went down into a heap on the couch. Ow, fuck, my tail, Hosok complained, <laughs> but he didn't make to move as Taehyung had him wrapped in a tight hug. You're all right. Taehyung nuzzled his nose into Hosok's chest. I was really worried about you. Yeah? I don't know why. You know I always get back just fine, Hosok said, hugging him around the shoulders tightly. Those are famous last words, I hoping know. you can't say that. Please, oh god. <laughs> he pressed kisses in between Taehyung's ears, but his eyes were locked on Jin. I worried about you too, you know. You and Jin. I worried you guys weren't ever going to be friends again. Pulling back and finally letting Hosok move to fix his tail, Taehyung pouted at him. We shouldn't have been a worry. You had enough to worry about. Hey, worrying about you guys back home made dealing with those assholes a lot easier, Hosok said, cupping Taehyung's cheeks with his hands. But I was mostly worried that when I got back, things would be weird. I don't want things to be weird, Tay. Do you? No, but okay then, let's work this out, Hosok said, motioning for Jin to sit next to him on his other side. Taehyung stayed where he was, clinging tightly to Hosok and settling comfortably in his lap. We need to talk about what happened, and if that's, and if that was something that was okay. You mean when we fucked? Jin said blandly. I was not not okay with it, but it was a little weird, Taehyung said. I didn't think that was something we could do. That's because you grew up in a colony that was strict on mating, Hosok said, running his hands through Taehyung's silvery gray hair. Jin and I, we came from more open colonies. I mean, you didn't even know two toms could go at it until you met me. Taehyung flushed a little <laughs> and looked away in embarrassment. You took to it like a fish to water. <laughs> okay, but one-on-one -on -one is one thing, Taehyung said. Three is something else. Did you enjoy it? Hosok asked, with me and Jin. Taehyung licked his lips, looking between them as he nodded. I did. I didn't think I would, but I liked it. Me too, Jin said softly. But it wasn't a good time for us to try to be more then. I was still hurt over, you know, sleeping with the both of you. I admit, was just to feel something good again. You used us? Taehyung couldn't hide the hurt look. 
I know. I'm sorry, Jin said, reaching over to take Taehyung's hand in both of his own. I was in a bad place. You know that. I just needed something that felt good. And I'll never turn down helping someone feel good, Hosok said. <laughs> but I'll be honest that at the time, I had no real intention in us being anything. And honestly, I was just trying to get to... And honestly, I was trying to get you two back together, Jin said. I didn't mean to get in the way and complicate things. I guess I just went along with it because you both wanted me to, Taehyung said. I was scared. Hosok and Jin exchanged surprise looks, and Hosok immediately pulled Taehyung closer into a hug. I'm sorry, Tae. You should have said something. We wouldn't ever want to pressure you into anything. You know I wouldn't do that, and Jin wouldn't do that either. I know, I know, Taehyung whispered, chewing at his bottom lip. I just... I wanted Jin to be happy and laugh again, and I missed you so much, Hobi. I missed you too, Tae Hosok murmured. I missed you a lot. I didn't think... I didn't realize how much I'd miss you until then. I haven't stopped thinking about you or Jin since then. What does that mean? Taehyung asked softly, his fingers laced with Jin's. What are we doing? I think it's up to you, Tae, Jin replied. I know what I want. I want both of you, because just thinking about one or the other doesn't feel right. I can't do one or the other. It has to be both of you. Hobi? Taehyung looked up at the ragdoll, eyes wide. I never thought I could love someone as much as I loved you, Tay. And then Jin. It may have been just something he needed at the time, but from there I couldn't stop thinking about either of you, Hosok said. I want us to try. I want to be with you again, Tay-Tay, and I want Jin to be there with us. We can try, can't we? Taehyung had a nervous look to him, but the smile that curled up on his lips was genuine, and he nodded a little. I want to try, he said. I was scared that you were trying to take him from me, Jin. It's why I've been avoiding you. And I thought you hated me for getting in the way, Jin said, squeezing their fingers. I didn't want to be in the way. I wanted to be in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can arrange that, Hosok chuckled. He squawked and hissed when Taehyung pinched him. What was that for? For being dirty, Taehyung said, <laughs> rearranging himself so he was straddling Hosok's thighs. <laughs> so? So, Hosok leaned back into the couch to look up at him. What do you want, Tae? I want you, Taehyung said, leaning down to press a kiss to his forehead. I was so worried about you being over there. I don't like you going on these missions. It's my job, Hosok said, resting <laughs> a hand on Taehyung's thighs. But can probably convince Jimin to give me a few months break. I'd say I earned it. Considering it led to the killing of the man who murdered my mate? Yeah, I'd say you earned it, Jin said. Taehyung's head snapped to the side to look at him. What? Hyunjin's dead, Jin said with a smug smile. Yoongi ripped his throat out. <laughs> Yoongi did? Taehyung said in a shocked whisper. Oh shit, I'm surprised you let him. You've been wanting to kill um, you've been wanting to kill Hyunjin for months. I didn't get the chance. Yoongi snapped and killed him before we could breathe, Jin said. <laughs> but we'll talk about that tomorrow at the meeting. Now that the Ace of Spades is dead, I'm sure they'll have a succession fight on their hands for a while. Not that long. I'm sure I know who the next ace will be, Hosok said. But that's talk for tomorrow. Right now, I think I deserve a welcome home, right? Jin and Taehyung exchanged glances, Jin shrugging. I guess he's right. How about you show me how it's done, Tae? You know Hosok better than me. Taehyung smirked before looking back down at Hosok again, running his hands through Hosok's hair. I do, don't I? He purred. Hosok couldn't keep his eyes open with the way Taehyung was scratching at his scalp. 
Oh, you always did know how to treat me right, Tay. I've got a magic touch, Tay Young said. So, I was thinking, I ride you while I suck Jin's cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that a lot, Hosok grinned. Jin, only if I get to fuck Hosok when you're done, Jin said, already working to get his pants off. Seems only fair. It is his welcome home, after all. I really, really love the way you think, Hosok groaned. It wasn't clear <laughs> if Young was listening, more concerned about sucking marks in the Hosok's neck. Fuck, I'm so glad to be home. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Polyamorous BTS! <laughs> my fave! I think my favorite thing about that whole talk is that Sangi wrote Aquarius Hosok so well. Because yeah. that's how I am during serious talks, just mm-hmm. kind of being a little more nonchalant and giving like kind of funny but also serious remarks here and there. Yeah. So slay. It's the air sign. It's the air sign, you know. Yeah. But we have a lot to figure out. I know about what's been happening with Jimin and Yungi mm-hmm. because Hosok was there at the Devil Colony for a month. That's so a long time. That's a long time. Much can happen. Mm-hmm. What has happened in that time that went from subdued Yungi to killer Yungi? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, though, mm-hmm. because that's going to conclude this episode, y'all. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at K-pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase, on all social media platforms. And if you like us and want to let us know, please give a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. But uh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs>